Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Bogger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as usual, is my co-host and partner in crime, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? What a week we have had. I know. There's so much happening. So much all at once. This has been like news week. It's just been utterly rude. Like we started with Marvel news. We had we had Star Wars. We had just, you know, we had we had um, Stranger Things. We've had like news for everything. And then PBS walked on in and dropped the bomb that Sanditon season two was coming. Sanditon is alive. I, I am I am in shock. Like I can't actually believe we're doing another podcast on Sanditon. I know, right? I mean, adjust for sort of like posterity, and so everyone realizes how cool we are. This is not what we were going to talk about this week. We were going to talk about something completely different. I started to say we had prepared to talk about something completely different, but we all know that's a lie because I don't. I was prepared. <laughs> we but, all you know, know the, the levels of preparation that I put into preparing for this show. Um, <laughs> this is this, we're, we're definitely both winging it today. <laughs> yeah, but we were like, you know, that's the Sanditon is the first like when Sanditon launched. That's when this show launched. And it's the first show we ever talked about on the pod. And. I can't believe it's coming back. Congrats to everybody involved, to the cast and crew and Masterpiece and the hashtag Sanderton sisterhood who have relentlessly been in our comments for a year. Um, That is dedication. I tip my hat to you. Yeah, uh, I am. I, um, I, 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 I don't know if we should con- congratulate the cast exactly. We should congratulate Rose Williams. How about yes, that? I feel much true. more comfortable with that because the fact is, is that when the announcement was dropped on Thursday, um, bas- the, the synopsis didn't mention anyone but Charlotte. Which is, I think, understandable for a mm-hmm. couple of reasons. One, Charlotte is very clearly the main character of the show. And the show, I don't know. I don't know if it could have continued without Rose Williams. No, absolutely not. Um, I mean, it is at least named after a place, so they probably could have could have tried it i don't know that many people oh you mean like it, grantchester but, style yeah like they could have tried it but um but i think that she was clearly the most important piece to have back otherwise it's just like we're making this other show and calling it the same name as the show you love so like i think that was the most important piece to get right whether some of the other pieces will come into place is up in the air yeah because, I mean, to me, because so much of the Sanderson sisterhood has been like Sidlot. Um, you know what? No judgment. I am a Sidlot person. I, I we know. know this. We know this. Um, I, on the other hand, am not. And oh, yeah, I, you're a young stringer person, but we don't know if he's coming back either. He might have gone off to get his like carpenter degree or whatever it was that he was doing. I, I absolutely agree with that. But the fact is, is that like. Even though I'm not a Sidlot person, the first thing I noticed is that there was no mention of Theo James anywhere, and there was no mention of Sydney Parker in the in in the in the synopsis. In fact, Parkers weren't mentioned at all. And well, I, I, it's also it's also one of those things where like you know externally from the world of the show is that he already got another job. Yes, that too. So honestly, it wasn't that like there was part of me that was a little shocked to see it, but at the same time, I was just like, nope, he wasn't mentioned. He's not coming back. And boom, the next day, there they were with. By the way, Theo James will be pulling a Duke of Hastings and will be leaving the world of the show because he believes this is a one and done situation. Um, I found his statement very interesting. Uh, 
I should, again, <laughs> the lack of preparation. I don't have it in front of me. But it basically says that that he, you know, thought that the way that they ended things between them was was really original and different. And to me, that sounds a little bit like I'm trying to spin the best of a bad situation because the fact of the matter is the man got another job in yeah. the interim. Like, granted, he is going to be in a show that I presume is a limited series because the time traveler's wife doesn't strike me as a show that's going to have more than yeah. one season, but you know, you never know. Honestly. Okay. So uh, Theo James actual statement is, although I relished playing Sydney for me, I've always maintained that his journey concluded as I wanted it to the broken fairy tale, like ending between Charlotte and Sydney is different, unique, and so interesting to me. And I wish the cast and crew of Sanditon every success with future series, Um, which honestly, like it, I disagree with his take there, but I do think he did it in a very sort of gracious manner oh absolutely and you know but just to note like you know one of the things that um Roger Jean Page said when he announced that he wasn't coming back to the Duke of Hastings was that he was very attracted to the role because he only saw it as a one and done and he thought that was unusual in romance and I, well, that's why I sort of compared these two um even mm. though I do I do think it's a very different situation I think really like uh no Bridgerton planned to do like four seasons at least off the bat and they really didn't plan to bring Page back for season two whereas Sanditon was never as plotted so it's not really the same situation but i still feel I, like I there's do, i do feel like that show uh sanditon i should be specific because we're talking about two different shows i do feel like sanditon was initially planned to go longer than one season and the folks behind the scenes were very surprised when it wasn't renewed um, I, oh i would agree with that i yes. do not at all get the sense that Theo James would not have been part of a second season had that second season happened as originally scheduled. Yes. But we have to remember that this show was originally canceled um, in December of 2019. Yeah, even which, before it aired Which over feels here. like a bajillion years ago now. It was a bajillion years ago. But that's before ago. it even aired. That's before Sanderson even aired in America. Um, it's before the, the sort of renewal campaign really got off the ground, like... I, I think he's making the best of a bad situation that he has other obligations that maybe given the change behind the scenes and who the sort of uh, funders and involved parties are in making seasons two and three of the show, maybe they just can't afford him. It's a it's a real question. And I and it's one that I and it's one we'll never know the answer to and people will speculate about forever. I just I think. I think the loss of Theo James and the departure of Sydney from the story, like there's no, I did not get the sense from the ending of the first season that that farewell between them was meant to be final. Yeah, and, I agree. And I don't think the show at that point thought that it would be, I mean, at least to some extent it makes a little bit of sense narratively because a lot of times Austin's heroines do have to endure a certain amount of heartbreak before they like, get with get with the ultimate like right man but i don't yeah i just th i just think this is everybody trying to do the best they can because a lot of time has passed yeah i i also just think in general like the behind the scenes of this is fascinating to me you know itv canceled this back in december of 2019 like they were like no we're done with this right and yeah, well, they were like we're done with this and we're not even gonna like let the americans see it first that's how done with it we are yeah and the fact that they are, the ITV is 
still involved in this. Like, they are basically, this is being done through BritBox UK, which, uh, as Lacey says, she finds an oxymoron. But, you know, BritBox UK... Beerbox UK is basically a uh, you know it's 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 one half ITV one half BBC. Um, this is this is definitely ITV basically doing it through uh their stream doing it via a, a company that doesn't make it look like ITV just came back to do it. Um, I think it also speaks very much to how they see this fandom that they see this as a streaming show. Yeah, first, I can I can definitely a, see that because that's yeah. the real difference is that since ITV is not the main engine behind Sanditon seasons two and three it will actually come to itv last yes it will it basically once it's finished its first run on britbox uk it will then move to linear itv and air afterwards week to week which is the way you know we have this over here with amc amc has been doing this um like they'll they'll stream stuff on amc plus or they'll stream stuff on acorn and then months later they'll then do it linearly on amc or 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 on uh on BBC America, which I think is a very fascinating, it, it's a very fascinating development in the streaming universe versus the linear uh, broadcast universe. Um, but that's not really what we're here to talk about, so I won't like drive you guys crazy with that. But it it it, it speaks very much to how they see Sanditon as. And and I think it also speaks to why Sanditon is coming back. You know, I do believe the Sanditon Sisterhood had a real, like, arm in keeping this alive. But the real reason this show is coming back is because Bridgerton exists. Yeah, yeah. And to your point, before we move on to the to the, the Bridgerton effect, I think, I think it's something really worth... Maybe we'll do an episode on, like, AMC and AMC Plus or Premiere or whatever they call it. Because they're doing... or they are in the midst of doing the exact same thing with the discovery of witches, yes. which is a very similar sort of like f- romantic female skewing like series series in that way. Like that's been a- available to stream on uh, one of AMC has multiple streaming platforms, which again, we should do an episode on this on its own at one point at some point, but the second season of that show has been streaming only for a few months and will finally now come to linear AMC at the end of next month. So it's interesting and probably Bridgerton to tie it back is a big reason for this because it, it feels like, well, we don't know what to do with these really like women shows, like these romancy heavy, heavy skewing towards the female audience kind of stuff. So we'll put it on streaming first and let them binge it and then just see what happens when it's on air. Yeah, and I um I I think that also speaks to how women have been have taken to consuming, um um, television that that appointment television doesn't work for us. We we want to watch stuff when we want to watch stuff, and binging. I mean, honestly, Bridgerton was freaking huge, and I can absolutely picture people at ITV and people at um and, and people at Masterpiece literally kicking themselves by on uh, on January first, twenty twenty one, looking at the 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 wave of Bridgerton just crashing in, and that they didn't have a season two of Sanditon to premiere within like two weeks in January. Do you know how many sort of think pieces post Bridgerton? I saw that were like, oh, if you're like looking for something after to like 
fill your the Bridgerton shaped hole in your heart like watch Sanditon even though it was the first thing most people listed because it was the closest thing to a Bridgerton series that there is because it was something that was said in the same time period that attempted to deal with race that attempted to deal with sex that attempted to deal with a lot of the issues of the time that Bridgerton was basically I mean Bridgerton did it in a very frothy way you know to the the whole well you know uh, Daphne doesn't know about sex so you know she can be fooled like this and you know girls don't and, and Sanditon did it in a much darker way of you know girls don't know about sex so you know someone like like uh, Esther and basically gets you know abused and someone like Clara is basically abused from the time she's a child and that this is that this is that there's this sort dark of like, underbelly it's sort of the uh the preying on the the naivete yes. of of young women in yeah. a way that Bridgerton is just like oh teehee, they don't know yeah um and and I mean we we even did one I mean you know like and I I feel like you know I feel like there was a real chance that that this is coming back because they're like okay look Bridgerton season two will arrive at Christmas in 2022 we need to have a Sanditon ready to follow it and I don't know if that's really what's going to happen but if, if if somebody came up to me and said I need you to bet on what day this will what day Sanditon season two will premiere I'm so going with January second weekend of January right after Bridgerton season two <laughs> like I'm straight up going there I just really um I'm just really pleasantly surprised. You don't get to, uh, you get to have a lot of conversations about how shows that were, uh, th- that were sort of ended before their time. And we all have long lists of, of shows that we loved that should have gotten a second season and didn't. And we almost never get to have the opposite conversation, which is holy crap. It's been a year. What time? What is time? A year and a half, almost mm-hmm. two years later. And they're bringing it back. Like, not just that that doesn't happen because, like, the sort of, you know, I'm looking at, like, the Lucifers of the world. Like, the fan campaigns to get other networks to save shows are, like, as old as time. But it almost never, A, it almost never happens. And B, it certainly doesn't happen after this much time has passed. Yeah. Um, you know, it does, the thing about Theo James not coming back is it also does sort of bring back a question of who will be back for a new season you know one of the things about like you know i joked that like it very much feels like the duke of hastings but everybody else in bridgerton is coming back like the whole bridgerton clan is coming back we we know we know that like the featheringtons are coming back um we don't know who's coming back to this at all other than charlotte and like the one person we would assume is coming back which would be sydney is not i think um a, that is a very good point. There are a lot of characters that I have question marks next to. I do think Crystal Clark is coming back. Uh, not because it has not been, it hasn't been announced officially or anything, but she's been tweeting about it. So um, I'm going to assume that that's a yes. Uh, I, I'm also, I looked at her CV. Everything that is coming for her in 2021, 22 is all in post-production at this point. Yeah, she's she's been tweeting about, about, um, various issues with with Sanditon and and some of the changes that are coming behind the scenes so I think that feels like a as close as we're gonna get to a yes until somebody puts a press release out about it yeah uh but that's actually I think a good thing because I think that the second half of the first season completely dropped the ball with Georgiana's character anyway so Mm. there's got to be room here for her to do literally anything other than like sit in her room and be upset (laughs) although with the with theo james not coming back now i don't i don't know that i'm gonna get like the real answers to my 
most kind of WTF questions about her, which which had to do with her very antagonistic relationship with Sydney and like whatever went down to make him her uh, to make her his ward and like why she just disliked him so much and anyway I don't know I doubt we'll ever find I doubt we'll ever find out why now <laughs> yeah um I would also note um you know even though Sydney is not coming back Chris Marshall also does not actually have much listed he has something called promises which is filming but other than that he also has something of I would call a clear schedule it's not like it, it, it's not like he's got the lead in something major that he has to you know, Although I would question if any of the Parker should come back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if it wouldn't be easier for the show to just sort of like pick up and move on to new stories for Charlotte and everyone around her. If if the Parker family just like, well, they lost all their money in a fire or and got it back because they're, you know, is he the? I don't remember if he's the elder or the younger brother, but, mar- you know, married into some money. Yeah. So um, I, honestly, like I would say, honestly, I would say I would not be surprised if like there, you know, she, Charlotte returns to Sandwich and the first thing she hears is that, you know, Sydney's type or Sydney's rich wife has basically like gone tight fisted and has hauled in the family spending and that, you know, the, the debts were paid, but everybody is quiet now and behaves themselves and doesn't do random whack stuff where they like randomly try to build towns on. Yeah. Ditches. Yeah. Like they yeah. had to like they had to. They had to sort of that, or, or they were just really like embarrassed by everything that happened, and they just like pulled up, pulled up stakes, and yeah, and went somewhere else. Um, I also my 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 other people that I that I immediately went to go look for were Charlotte Spencer and Mark Stanley, the Babingtons, because you know even though their story sort of ended, um, I I I, I, I of all of the characters, they became my favorites in a way that I never expected them to. Oh, I love Esther, right? And I I looked up and Charlotte Spencer has um she's she's Drizella in the new Cinderella, but that's in post production. Oh, she really? I didn't know that. I love yes. that for her. But that is post production right now, so she doesn't have anything major filming according to, uh, according to like uh, her listings. So if I am. Um, if you know what's what's strange is that the more that I'm kind of talking this out, if I were doing this, I might really just jettison everybody except for Charlotte, because by the time the show comes back, granted, I love Esther, but I also feel like season one out of everyone like esther is the one who got left in a really good place so true i don't entirely know like where else her story is supposed to go unless her husband like gets run over by a carriage or something well no i I, I don't think i wouldn't say that but the thing is is we have to have a reason for charlotte to come back we need someone to invite charlotte back well and georgiana there you go uh, maybe it is just Georgiana, but like I was looking for like basically like a person, a, a, a major figure in society who might like invite her back, and that's why I was thinking, well, will the Parkers come back? Um, would would uh, would 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 Esther come back? Does Esther like a does Esther have a title now? Yeah, she's she's Lady Babington now. So the Babingtons decide to throw a big party, and and Charlotte gets invited. Like that, that was sort of my thought. Whereas, you know, we know that we, we know that Georgiana, as much as we love Georgiana, we know that she is, uh, that, that she's not marrying into like a lordship here, that she's not marrying into titles. Well, so, she doesn't have, well, she might. She's rich. It's true. Maybe she just buys a title. I don't know. 
<laughs> anyway, um, like I, I, I was basically looking to see who it was who might throw a party that would invite Charlotte to get the ball rolling again. And that was sort of my thought in this. Like, you know, who, who else could come back who might do that? And I couldn't really come up with anything other than, yeah, you I don't know. Because I feel like the obvious way to get back into the story is to be like, title card, X time has passed. And like Charlotte... <laughs> Charlotte like returns to Sanditon and and part of the part of the setup of like the first episode is like here's how the town has changed and now there's all these new people that she doesn't know and like Georgiana the one person she does know right I don't know I also, I'm, just, I, I'm just making that up because I feel like as much as I feel like as much as we all owe the Sanditon sisterhood for bringing the show back by the time this show actually airs which will probably be early 2023 yep maybe that's my guess either um, late 22 or early 23 is basically the first place where i see this being able to land like that's a long time since we saw the first season and that's a long time to ask viewers to remember like characters and relationships from a, a single season show that was however many years ago so i don't know I'm, I'm looking at it from a very sort of american perspective i know british shows do this all the time have these huge gaps between seasons so it's not that weird but i'm like uh they're probably gonna want like new people to try to come in and try this instead of just people who watched it the first time so yeah and i think they think that they have a i think there's a real i think there's a real opportunity to bring in new people especially mm-hmm. if they if they if they get more Bridgerton with this and make this you know ju- you know make Georgiana not the only person of color in the entire thing, um you know I mean yeah Otis was uh, she had Otis etc. Oh, Otis that was his name yes but like you get what I, I mean though like come making back. I hope Otis does not come back <laughs> honestly making them the, making like a a more diverse world in Sanditon in general. I think would also just really help. Like, you know, as we said, Bridgerton sort of does it in this very fluffy way while Sanditon was doing things in a very serious way. But I do think Sanditon could use some of that Bridgerton fluff to its advantage. Mm, yeah. And and to follow that, you know, we don't have to, you don't have to drop everything. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be, unse- you don't have to be totally unserious. Serious, you know. That- yeah, and unserious isn't the same thing as like, um, like you don't have to suddenly have all the sort of like, all the sort of sex and adult content that Bridgerton has. You can have just something that doesn't take itself quite as seriously. That's just a little more, a little more fun to be honest. I do also think that it is very important that we note that um, Andrew Davis will not be the lead writer on these new seasons, but he is coming back in in a production in in a producer role and that he does in pl- that mm. uh the the uh the the announcement said that he plans to write you know multiple episodes of the next two seasons but instead they're going to go with justin young who is a um uh, fans would know from ripper street um is going to be the person who's taking the lead in this oh, show um and we'll basically well, not just because I like Andrew Davis's stuff, but also because Ripper Street was not what I would call particularly romantic. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, 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 I can't argue with that. Um, let's see. I, I, I just I, I, I like Andrew Davis, and I think he's very Andrew Davis, and he's very good at 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 this sort of at at, at, at sort of aping the uh, the the Jane Austen tone, as it were. Um. But I, uh, I don't think he was quite the right person for this project, mm. on a lot of ways. Um, and I, 
having someone else who comes in. Um, let's see. Uh, Young has also done like Death in Paradise, Dickensian, Holby City. Oh, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah. So although you know, although both the although uh shoot what is um what's the did you say Death in Pemberley? That's uh no one. Death in Paradise. Oh, Death in Paradise. Never yeah. mind. I was like, that's not Jane Austen then. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he did, and and he wrote on basically from episode three onward in in Sanditon. Um, so like basically three through through three through seven more him. Um, so you know I I you know I I I don't know if this will be better. I'm not gonna lie. We 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 can't know. Like we just can't. Um, but I I I do think that moving away from Davies is not the wrong move. Uh, I don't know. I will I will put a strong wait and see on that because I do think that there's a reason that Andrew Davies keeps getting all of these sort of like period mm. Jane Austen shows because he's really good at it. Well, he's also done like most of them at this point. Like he he did 1995's Pride and Prejudice. He did uh, Superior. Sen- he did Sense and Sensibility. He's done Emma. He's done uh, Northanger Abbey. Like he's he's done and all. On some level, I think all of that makes him sort of a really good choice for kind of taking this story into like unknown because we don't know where the rest of where pretty much any of Sanditon would have gone because it wasn't finished but but you know I think he kind of at least got the 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 bones underneath like an Austin sort of structure and and the way that Austin characters tend to sort of act and speak so I mean I think that that was a good thing to have Granted, I think I liked Sanditon more than you did. Yeah, you did. You did. But I, I, I think. Um, how do I put this? Um, so you know how J.J. Abrams is really good at starting franchises and really terrible afterwards. Like he was really good at getting oh, Star yeah. Trek off the ground and getting Star Wars off the ground, and then they really and the just first needed two to... seasons of Alias are wonderful, and then it right, into... and then they really need to take everything away from him because he's not good at continuing. I think Andrew Davies is that person for oh, okay. something like Sanditon. Like I think it's I think it's great that he, he did the first two episodes of the of the first season. He, he I, I think having him come back and do you know occasional episodes through seasons two and three is a great idea but I don't think it should be him all the way through I think this is a thing that needs to pass to somebody else I think that's fair yeah what do we know anything we the this is why we're like this will probably be a shorter episode than normal just because there's so much we don't know about about what this these next two seasons will be I find it super I I find it a, a a healthy bit of evidence for your Bridgerton effect argument that they picked it up for two seasons instead of just one. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I absolutely think that's the Bridgerton effect because it, it it's also a streaming thing. This is a this is a this is this is proof that this is that they see this as a streaming show first. Um because one of the things that shows that are on streaming do is greenlit is greenlight multiple seasons at once Mm -hmm. so that you will sit down and commit to the binge because you know that you don't have to worry about the next season coming this was netflix's entire strategy for like the first three years that it was basically doing original series um and it worked for a lot of people um in fact when they then started canceling stuff because you can't just green light everything forever um people got really upset because they had trusted netflix to you know basically always green light another season and i think that by doing seasons two and three together and basically announcing no you you can you can trust us it's not 
not going to go away this time. <laughs> I know. That was what I was going to say. It was like, we're not going to give you another season and end it on a cliffhanger and not tell you what happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you can trust us. It's going to be OK. Um, And I, I do actually don't I don't think that's a bad thing that we're getting two seasons Um, because I think it means that they can sort of plot to an endpoint in a way that they yeah, did not yeah, do yeah, yeah. the first time. I also think that well, like... I, I also think it's going to take an audience a little time to kind of warm up to Charlotte and somebody who's not Sydney. Yes, so, that's exactly... Um, letting that have some time to breathe and develop organically instead of being like, well, this is a seven-episode show. We better get her with him by episode six. Let's go. Like, right. it, it's a little it's a little more respectful of like what the audience had already invested in. And yeah. to ask them to invest in something else, but like give them time to get used to it, sort of. And also, I think that's also something that that that, that will separate it from a Bridgerton sort of clone thing is that each each season of Bridgerton is going to be one romance, and that's sort of how that because they're following the books, and that's what the books do. And with no books, and with much more time and much more space, we have a a, a more gradual thing that they're going that they can build over time. Whereas we know every time we turn into Bridgerton, that by the end of the season, there will be another happy happily ever after. I mean, what is Young Stringer doing right now? Okay, no, you know, actually, <laughs> Young Stringer is um, uh, Leo Suter is a uh, in the Vikings uh, spinoff, Vikings Valhalla. Oh no way! Yeah, that's I what he. I, this is another. This is another guilty pleasure show of mine is the Vikings series, which is wildly historically inaccurate, but really fun. <laughs> um, so that's exciting to me. Yeah, so that's where that's where he is right now, and that is, and, and in the same way as the Time Traveler's Wife, like this, it, it, it's one of those shows that's. A, perfect like you can't know he's probably already locked in and we don't know if he could actually get out of that to do both um well, yeah i mean at least like at least with the time traveler's wife i feel like that definitely has that has very limited season limited series vibes like with a definite end point i feel yeah. like the original vikings that this show is a spinoff of i think ran for seven seasons so yep. it might it's gonna go a while yeah. And honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I know that they say right now that, like, you know, Sydney's not coming back. And honestly, I think it's a good thing to say that now so that everybody gets that expectation out of the way. But I would not be surprised if, like, perhaps if the time traveler's wife is done and Theo James doesn't have anything else, that he sort of, you know, rounds back towards the end of season three to sort of nod and smile and say, oh, remember when we had that romance? It's so great. You're in love now. Oh, look how happy you are now, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which would give fans the closure that they do want. And I do think that is, you know, for all that, like, for all that James is like, well, no, I think this is a great way to end it. No, fans are going to want that eventually. No, it's not. You're incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're going to want that. And I mean, no offense, Theo James, but that is an answer from a man. <laughs> I just I just feel like eventually no I thought I thought breaking her heart and leaving her alone crying on the street was a really original ending <laughs> my dude We're and he's all... literally like crying right now her face is so red oh my god that's too funny it's tr- well, I mean, it's true. Like... <laughs> great just dump her by text message <laughs> posty note <laughs> oh it's been oh a my. weird week yes it, it, it it's been a it's been a lot of news in a very short week let's just 
put it that way. Um. Anyway, I I am. I am surprised how much I'm actually going to look forward to Sanditon being back. I mean, you know, we, uh, I don't know if we here at televisions will cover every single episode quite the way we did the first time. Oh, um, we will on the site for sure. I don't oh, know yes. that every episode of the podcast will be about Sanditon, but I would not worry that we're not going to talk about it. Oh, we're yeah. doing this episode right now after all. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, I, I'm surprised that I am, I am, I am excited for this. Um, you know, honestly, like there are times when like you see like fandoms like beg for a show to come back and then the show comes back and then I, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking of Justice League um, where I just want to throw something across the room because why'd you give in? Um, well, my thing is not so much not so much that, although although rewarding bad fandom behavior is certainly yeah. not something I approve of. But mostly when I look at stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, they brought it back and it was bad. I'm thinking of like Arrested Development, which is a show that I love. And then it came back and it was bad. Yeah. And like the first seasons are perfect, but like the fourth season is like. So, yeah, I I, I do think that I I, I am very pleased that the Sanderson Sisterhood won on this one. Um, More pleased than I'm than I thought I'd be, (laughs) honestly. I was really excited. I sent Annie a text the day the news broke and it just said it just said a word I can't say on the podcast like at a lot of exclamation points <laughs> <laughs> right like I I I I was very I I I'm you know I don't know if this will work but I'm actually quite interested to see if it tr- to see how it does and even if it does fail I feel like a, a second season of Sanditon even in failure would be a very interesting experiment and you know what I would rather have a bad ending than no ending at all like, because right now it has yeah. no ending at all. And I think that sucks and is really, like, disrespectful to sort of the way that Austin told her stories. So I'm glad that at least they will. I have no idea how I'm going to finish, how I'm going to feel about the finish of this story. And who knows? But at least yeah. he gets one. Like, I, I have no idea how I'm going to feel about it, but I'm I'm glad that I will at least get to see some conclusion to Charlotte's story other than the, to quote Theo James, very original idea that a woman is sad (laughs) sorry i know he's trying so hard but i'm just like dude killing me that's just but it's so you know because it's such the type of thing that a man would not even think about and like once you put it that way like yeah (sighs) anyway so yeah, Santa Tim's coming back. Woohoo! How weird. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, I didn't expect twenty twenty one to go weird like this, but here we are. I mean, yeah, I did. <laughs> not maybe not quite in this way, but it's yeah. This is we're entering a new weird time, and weird things are happening. But I'm really into it. I'm psyched for Sanditon fandom. I am excited to see what the show looks like. I'm excited to talk about it some more. Because, you know, I that show will always have a special place in my heart and in this show's heart if it were an anthropomorphic person. Because, like, you know, that show is very closely tied to us doing this show, and I will always love it for that. So, TBD, more Sanditon to come. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, if you have thoughts on Sanditon's return, good idea, bad idea, OMG, Theo James isn't coming back. Why are they bothering? Let us know. <laughs> we have an open email inbox at uh, televisions at WETA.org. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. 
I, you know what I would love? I would love to know what the fandom wants to see if it's not Sidlot. Oh, yeah, me too, because I have no idea. As a Sidlot nope. person, I'm like, I don't, I guess I just want Charlotte to be happy. Maybe she gets a cat. <laughs> Maybe she gets two cats. Maybe they're fuzzy. Yes, they could be tiny little black fuzzy cats like my cats. Um, <laughs> I, no, I'm serious, though. Like, I actually, like, in, in a lot of these, you can sort of guess where they're going to go next. Like, I'll be honest, like, even if there aren't books to follow, like, a lot of times you can just sort of guess. And in this case, like, because Austin stories are always one and done, because they always end in a happy way, because this show has just not followed that in the slightest, because it hasn't behaved, I have no idea what happens next. Like, I, I, and I don't even have, like, good fanfic to, like, come up with to, like, <laughs> fill it in. I got nothing. We will also, we will also take your fanfic recommendations. <laughs> or at least I will. I love a good fanfic. Give me some Sidlot pining. Send Lacey all of your AO3s. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Stand it in. We'll, we'll, I can say this for the first time ever. We will talk about this more in the future. Oh. Um, Annie, tell the people where you live on the internet. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. Uh, you can find pictures of my cats, which are fuzzy, though not black, um, just orange and brown, um, at Annie Bundle on Instagram. Uh, let's see, I am a staff writer at Elite Daily. I also uh, am a regular contributor at televisions.org. And I also write around the web. Um, for the PBS heads, I uh, actually reviewed uh, Street Gang, the How We Get to Sesame Street documentary this past weekend. And uh, you should check it out because it was a great documentary and I really loved it. Oh, I heard about that. Was it Sundance maybe? South yes, it, it originally yeah. came out at Sundance and uh, now it's on, uh, it's streaming on HBO Max. Um, I am not cool enough to go to Sundance, so I haven't seen it, but I will check it out. It, it, it's just, it's just lovely. It's just, it's lovely in so many ways. It's brought to you by L-O-V-E and the number one. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Um, in things that are less cute, I am on the internet at uh, LaceyMB <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, my cats are a lot cuter. They are on Instagram at Baker and Hammer. And I also tweet a lot of pictures of them. I tweet my other bylines. I have a lot of opinions and thoughts. Come hit me with your fanfic recs. I'm ready for them. Um, the site and the pod also live on social media. We are at Televisions blog, all one word, on Facebook. And Tele underscore Visions on Twitter. We are a product of WETA, and if you like what we do, you can visit televisions.org and click on the donate button up top to help us keep doing it and support public media at the same time. So it is a win-win situation. Uh, guys, Sanditon is coming back. Anything can happen. Embrace this summer. Shoot your shot. Get your shot. Take care of each other. Wear a mask. And let's try to find some joy as we head into the brighter part of this year. I am full of like good feelings today because I, it's really an episode I didn't think we'd ever get to record. And that's exciting. It's a feeling I've missed a lot in the past year. So take care of yourselves. Watch some good TV. Send us emails about what you're watching and what we should talk about. And we will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.